Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to South Coast Christian. I'm Pastor Tom. Welcome to our online campus. We're so glad that you joined us today. Um, Before we even begin, I just felt impressed um, as families of South Coast Christian. And if you want to pause this for just a minute, the video, uh, to go wash your hands and sterilize your hands, I just want to, all of us, join hands together. And I just want to say a prayer over our church, over our nation, over our state. And so uh, just for a moment here, let's just pause. I know this whole coronavirus thing has been just turning everything upside down. I know some of you have lost jobs and employment right now, but I believe in my heart that God is going to take this situation and he's going to draw us closer together as a country towards God. And I believe in that what what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn it around for good. We got to have faith. So will you just join me right now in prayer? And let's just say a prayer together over our nation. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, first of all, your protection. I pray for those who are sick right now, Lord God, with the coronavirus or anything else that it might be. God, I pray health over people. I pray health over our nation. God, I pray over every family, Lord God, that is struggling in fear. I pray faith would arise in their heart and in their mind, Lord Jesus. I thank you for what you're going to do in and through this process, Lord God, because I pray that people, Lord God, will draw closer to you, that they'll fall to their knees and they'll start to pray and believe, Lord God, in the God of all miracles, Lord. Help us as a nation, Lord God. Help this, Lord God, to be used for something good and draw us back closer to you. Lord God, I pray for favor over each one of our families, protection, Lord God, over employment and jobs, And Lord, those who maybe have lost jobs, I pray, God, that you will restore, Lord God, what was taken away from them. Restore it ten times, Lord God. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thanks for joining us once again uh, for our online campus. Uh, It's really crazy right now as I'm speaking into a camera and there's not really a live audience here. But I know that uh, God is going to transmit right through however we transmit, through the Wi-Fi or whatever else it is. And we're going to, our lives are going to be touched uh, together as a church here at South Coast Christian. I want to remind you before I begin that our children's ministry has an online uh, uh, teaching as well. If you go to our website, southcoastchristian.com, and you go and you click on the ministry tab, children's tab, you'll find the online teaching that Pastor Melissa shared this week, and, and it's going to be a powerful teaching for the kids as well, as, long as, as well as Echo Youth. Um, this Wednesday night, 7 p.m., uh, Echo will be doing a, a live stream uh, from the church here, and I'd encourage all of us to join in, not just the youth, But, uh, man, I watched last Wednesday nights, and they have so much fun. And it just would bring joy into our hearts and into our lives. So I encourage you to start doing certain things together as a family. Don't just let the youth watch the, the Echo broadcast. But, man, sit around together as a family and enjoy that process of watching Echo live on this Wednesday night. 
I know uh, life has been going crazy right now. I drove to the church here, and uh, it's basically empty on the roads. But let's continue to trust in God, and let's put our faith in God. Uh, This is the opportunity for us as a church to pray like never before, to believe that God can do the miraculous. Uh, The scripture that continues to ring through uh, in my head uh, that is so true is found in 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wickedness, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land. So I am believing for that. I'm believing for God's intervention. Let's pray like never before. And let's, inter- let's actually intercede for others as well. Amen. Uh, we're going to do a continue in our series, In the Know. Uh, we have been studying from the first book of, uh, first book of John, and uh, it's a powerful book. And I think that today's message will challenge you, and I hope that it's going to bring encouragement into your life. Uh, we're going to be starting in chapter 3 of 1 John. The first few verses of chapter 3, the first 10 verses of chapter 3 is what we're going to talk about in my introduction. But the very first verse starts off with these words. He says, what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. John calls us children of God. Why would, why would God call us, why does John refer to us as children of God? It's because we have the love of God in us. That's why we're referred to as children of God. Because the love of God resides in our life. The first 10 verses of this chapter describes the love of God and how it distinguishes us from others. And this is the reason why the world is sometimes confused by our actions. Sometimes the world does not understand why we do what we do because they don't know the love of God. You and I are in the know. That's the title of our series, In the Know. We are in the know. We know the love of God. We know that it, is, it was his love that set us free from sin. We know it's his love that produces pure motives in our lives. Think about it this way. John is stating the trademark or the branding of our life is God's love. The trademark or branding of our life, the very, the very thread of our life is God's love. Businesses spend millions and millions of dollars to build a brand. They want to be known for something. So they build a brand for what they are known of. God's branding is love. His kingdom is established in love. His followers, his followers are recognized by his love. It's our branding. Our youth ministry here at South Coast Christian is entitled Echo. That's the name of the youth ministry, Echo. And the name is really derived out of echoing God's love like the youth ministries, they, they are an echo of God's love. Uh, we're, I'm literally preaching right now or sharing in an empty building. I'm not talking about just no people. I'm talking there's no pews, there's no furniture. It's empty. Uh, we've been remodeling, so there's been a lot of changes that have been happening here at the church. But what's interesting in this empty building right now, I can clap my hands and the echo, you can hear the echo go four, five, six, seven, eight times off of the walls. All of a sudden that sound just continues to echo in the room. Our lives should be like an echo chamber of God's love. Our lives should be echoing out of our lives 
God's love should be echoing to those that are around us. People might not always understand what we're doing, but as we practice God's love, I promise you, it eventually brings a harvest of change. God's love does not only impact your life, but God's love will impact all the lives that surround you. Have you been asked the question, I I often ask this, have you been asked the question, why are you so different? That's a common question that's asked to many believers. Why are you different? Everyone is responding in fear. Why are you responding in faith? It's because we are echoing God's love. Do you remember the scripture in 1 John 4.18 that John wrote? He says, perfect love drives out fear. If you're struggling with fear right now, let me tell you something. Right now, you can stand in faith and believe that God loves you and that love that you embrace, God's love that you embrace into your life will drive out the fear that is trying to come in. When you have the Spirit of God residing in you, guess what? His love will drive out all fear. Embrace his love and watch what will happen in your life. Think about an echo. I was thinking about it today as I was getting ready for my message here. And I was thinking about how an echo has waves of sound and how it bounces off. And, but eventually, an echo will eventually fade out. It eventually disappears. you got to have a source for that echo to continue. And that's who God is in our life. That's who Jesus is in us. He is the source of our life so that the love can continue to echo in and through our life to impact people's lives. God is your source. God's love will never, ever fade away. As we remain in Christ, we will continue to impact the lives of those around us. And our lives will be an echo of his love. It doesn't matter what's happening around us right now. It just doesn't matter because God, God's love remains. The result of God's love produces three things. And I want to talk about these three things that are found in the second half of uh, 1 John chapter 3. And let's begin reading um, at verse 11. If you need to pause this uh, for just a moment and, and get your Bibles out, man, go ahead and do so because I want to read it together. I know we have it on the screens as well. But starting in verse 11, we're going to go through verse 24. Listen to John's words. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or a sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, If our hearts do not condemn us, 
We have confidence before God. And we receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command. To believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he's commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Let's pray for just a moment. Lord, I pray that the words that I just read, your scripture, will come alive in our hearts and in our minds. Even as we're sitting in the living room, as we're watching this either around a computer or a television or however we're broadcasting, receiving that. God, I pray even in that setting right now that, Lord God, your words will come alive by the power of your Holy Spirit. That lives will be touched and changed, God. And that we will continue, Lord God, to walk in faith. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The first result of knowing God's love is that it generates love. In verse 11, John states that the message of love has been heard from the very beginning. And we are called to love one another. So from the very beginning, in the heart of man, they knew that they were supposed to love one another. God's love put this truth into our heart. Now we can choose to obey this truth or we can choose to reject the truth. But either way, catch this, either way, it's the truth. So it doesn't matter if you want to believe it or not, it is the truth because it's God's truth. Evil is generated by those who choose not to listen to God's love. John gives us a great example of how not following God's love will lead towards evil results. Cain and Abel were the sons of Adam and Eve, and Abel was a shepherd and Cain was a farmer. And when the time had come for them to bring their first fruits, their offerings uh, to worship the Lord, they brought those things. And Abel brought uh, an offering which represented the very, very best and the very first of his flock. And Scripture states that the Lord was pleased with the sacrifice that Abel made. Unlike Abel's offering, Scripture doesn't say the same thing about Cain's. For it talks about Cain's that wasn't his first and the best. It states that he brought some of his offering to the Lord. And it's obvious that the offering was not acceptable by God. Now you, have, you can have deferring opinions on why it wasn't acceptable. But we know this, that it was rejected by God. Scripture then states these words. That Cain became angry. Now think about this. This is the first recorded opportunity of worship in the Bible. And the, and, and, and the very beginning, this is the first recorded opportunity of worship in the Bible, and the fruit of Cain's sacrifice produces an evil response of hate and jealousy. Remember, love generates love. Hate generates evil. Notice that Cain doesn't respond to God with repentance. The normal thing that you would think would take place in someone's life when they knew that their sacrifice or the offering didn't, mat, didn't come up to the level that, that God wanted, that there would be an, an attitude of repentance. But he doesn't have an attitude of repentance. Cain responds with anger over the situation. And then he takes that anger and he takes his brother Abel out into the field. And Cain, that's the first murderer, murder recorded in the Bible, is when Cain murders Abel, his brother. As you can see in this story, there is no love found in Cain's response. It's only hate and anger. And then immediately after 
John shares this. He finishes his reference about Cain and Abel, and then he makes this statement in verse 13. He says, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Why would John make that statement? Why would John make the statement, don't be surprised if the world hates you? It's because John is trying to show us the dichotomy, dichotomy between love and hate, good and evil. The world does not know or understand God's love. Think about this. What did Cain hate about his brother? Why was there so much, so much jealousy and hate out of Cain's heart towards his brother? He hated God's favor upon his life. There is nothing else. That's it. He hated the favor of God on Abel's life. Cain hated the truth of God's love because it revealed that Abel's actions were righteous and Cain's were not. Cain rejected God's love. He rejected the very fabric of who God is. The branding of God's kingdom was rejected by Cain. He didn't buy into God's vision that God is love, that we are recognized as children of God by our love. That's how we are recognized. And Cain did not, he did not buy into that. Yet Abel accepted God's love and it generated a response that was found to be truthful before God. His sacrifice was found pleasing. So knowing God's love generates love out of our life. The second result of knowing God's love is that it produces action. John writes, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. God's love cannot remain dormant. His love must turn into action. Jesus' love for mankind, guess what? It produced action. How did it produce action? Guess what? Jesus healed the sick. He made the blind eyes see. He made the, the ears that were deaf open up. He healed people's lives. He fed the hungry. He gave hope to the hopeless. He loved those who were unwanted. Jesus' love produced action. And ultimately, it produced the action of him giving his life for all mankind. God's love produces action. I had one of our couples this week, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, they drove to the church, one of our older couples, and they came to the church because they wanted to give their tithes, they wanted to give an offering, and, and they gave it to me, and I, I took it into the, 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 the church office, and as I opened it up, it was so cool, because inside that, she told me they gave an extra gift, and inside that offering envelope was a $1,000 check for benevolence. What does that mean for benevolence? It means for others. It's mean, it means they gave the church $1,000 to go help other people who might be in need. That's love in action. This, this last week, the city of San Juan called us because they were needing help to, to deliver meals to those that are shut in. And, and so we put out the, uh, a, a request to the church and said, hey, we need to be able to take these meals, three meals. They, they prepare them and we take them into the, those who are shut in. And, and so we delivered meals all week this week. And guess what? That is love in action. And guess what? We get the opportunity to do the same thing this next week because they still need our help. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, if you want to go out and serve in San Juan Capistrano and deliver meals, don't be in fear. Be in faith. And if you want to deliver meals, call the church, 949-949, what's our number? 240-4777. And we will be here to answer the phone. And, and if you want to put love into action, let us know. But you can put love into action right there in your neighborhood. Call your friends. Call your neighbors. Check up on them. Find out how they're doing. 
Like I said last week, if you have an extra roll of toilet paper, hey, be giving and give out an extra roll of toilet paper to those who might be in need. I want to give a shout out to Ryan and Irene Perez and their business, OC Bridges. OC Bridges have been serving the community for uh, some time now, and they've been delivering these meals. They're part of the group that delivers these meals to the shut-ins. And I want to say thank you for serving our community uh, during this entire time. And we appreciate what OC Bridges does for the community. If you have God's love living inside of you, then let it out. Let it out. Don't bottle it up. Let it out. God's love is meant to be released and put into action. Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, these are Jesus' words. He says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What's so cool about God's love, as we share God's love to others, guess what takes place? It glorifies our Heavenly Father because it's His love that is echoing to other people's lives. It's an echo response of His love coming out of our lives and it's touching people's lives. God's love is meant to shine. There's a great story highlighted in the 2018 State of the Union address about a couple, Ryan and Rebecca Hollitz. And Ryan is an Albuquerque police officer, and you can Google this, and it's Ryan and Rebecca Hollitz, H-O-L-E-T-S, if you want to Google it and look at their testimony. But Ryan is an Albuquerque police officer who came across a homeless mom. This mom was eight months pregnant, and she had been struggling with addiction to heroin. And when, this, when Ryan, the police officer, came up to this mom, and her name was Champ, and when he came up to her and, and he looked upon her, instead of judging her, he was trying to help her. And, the, and she commented to, to Ryan, she said, hey, you know what, I've been trying, I have this desire to put my daughter up for adoption. And as soon as the words left her mouth, Ryan responded to her, we want to adopt this child. That's love in action. Without hesitation, Ryan could have judged her, but he didn't choose to judge her addiction. Instead, guess what? He decided to do something positive. He stepped up and offered a solution for an unborn child. When that baby was born, guess what the name of the baby was? It was hope. It was hope. We need hope today, man. Champ, who was the mother of the baby, called the adoptive parents of her baby. She said that they were a light in the world. This is an example of love being put into action. Again, God's love cannot remain silent. It must push past political correctness, social and economic barriers, and religious fears. John writes in verse 18, he says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. The last thought I want to share with you today is this. God's love is greater than your feelings. God's love is greater than your feelings. John writes in verse 20, If our heart condemns us, we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. What a comforting verse. God is more perfect than our heart or our feelings. Why should this bring us comfort? You might ask as you're sitting there in your living room, Pastor Tom, I don't understand. Why should this scripture bring us comfort? Because the enemy will try to use your sins against you, to condemn you, 
to render you powerless. There is nothing greater that the enemy wants to do is to strip the power of the Holy Spirit, to strip the power of Jesus away from your life. But our faith in Jesus should set our hearts free from the condemnation of the enemy. Let me clarify. This does not nullify repentance. Repentance is a wonderful action whereby we surrender to the direction and the will of God. When we repent, we're surrendering to God's direction. We're surrendering to his will. We're saying no to sin and yes to Jesus. There's a huge difference between condemnation and conviction. Condemnation is a tool that the enemy uses that gives us no hope and eventually leads to death. Conviction, now catch this. I want you to understand what conviction is. Conviction is a loving means by which the Holy Spirit brings us back into alignment with Jesus, who, are, who is our source of hope. When you feel convicted, next time when all of a sudden, not condemnation, that leads to hopelessness, but what I'm talking about is a conviction by the power of the Holy Spirit. When you feel like that in your heart, when all of a sudden you go, oh, I shouldn't do that. I should head this direction. Guess what? That is the love of your heavenly Father Sending a message to you, say, hey, I need you to stay in alignment here because this is where truth is. Because my love is truth, it is not false. He is loving you when you feel that conviction in your heart. It brings you to the hope of Jesus. He's leading you. Aren't you excited? I am so excited when all of a sudden God starts to speak to me. It starts to change my heart because I know he loves me that much. Just like a parent loves a child and brings correction. Because you love that child, you want that child to grow up and to, to be successful. God wants us spiritually to grow up and be successful in him. To grow in his love. He's leading you. The enemy will try to use your sins to diminish your faith. Jesus wants you to embrace his grace so that you can increase your faith. In verse 21, John clarifies what he means. He says, if our hearts do not condemn us, catch us. If our hearts do not condemn us, we can have confidence before God. All of us have experienced times when our sins hold us captive because of condemnation. But we need to understand that God's grace has been given to set us free from that condemnation. God did not come into the world, Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to set the world free with his love. It's why the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. He says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus... The law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Paul and Peter, I believe they knew this truth firsthand, especially Peter. Think about, think about consider this. Peter, the, disciples of Je- the disciple of Jesus, he denied Jesus three times. Think about it. Peter claimed that he loved Jesus, yet he denied Jesus. When the pressure was on, Peter caved. I was thinking about this this afternoon as I was preparing for, to share it with you today. I was wondering, put yourself in that perspective. You've walked with Jesus for three and a half years. 
Jesus has poured his life into you. And then all of a sudden, when Jesus needed you the most, when Jesus was facing the cross and crucifixion, when all of a sudden he needed his disciples around him, they were either sleeping or they were running in fear. And all of a sudden, when people approached Peter, they said, don't you belong to that, that man named Jesus? And then Peter said, I don't even know that man. Get away from me. I don't know who he is. And yet this is the man that Peter claimed that he loved. This is the man that Peter claimed that, man, I'll do anything for you, Jesus. Anything I'll do for you. Think about how crushing that would have been to Peter. The guilt and the condemnation that would have left him. But God is greater than our heart. Catch that and let it just resound in you. But God is greater than our heart. Jesus knew that it was fear that led Peter astray. Jesus also knew that beyond that fear was a love that Peter had for Jesus. And eventually it was God's love that set Peter free from the condemnation of the enemy. The enemy wants to condemn you. He wants to render you helpless. He wants to render you powerless. He wants to strip the power of God out of your life. And he will do that through condemnation. Peter goes on from a person who is living in fear to a person who is living in faith. How did he do that? How did he, do, how did he take that place? It was because he embraced the love of God. Peter goes on to perform, perform supernatural miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit because he discovered God's love is greater than his own feelings. I want to say that again. I want you to capture it into your heart. God's love is greater than your own feelings. That's what scripture says. God's love is greater than your heart. So when your heart condemns you, guess what? God's love is there to draw you back and say, no, 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 no. You are bought and paid for with the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't want you to live condemned. I want you to be set free so that the power of his love can echo through your life to everyone around you. They can know that you have been set free by the power and the love of Jesus Christ. Let's not walk around discouraged. Let's not walk around hopeless. Man, I tell you right now, lift yourself up because Jesus loves you today. It doesn't matter what's happening around the world. It doesn't matter what the governor is saying or what the president is saying or whoever. Guess what? We stand in the truth of God's love and we walk in that love and we make that a resounding echo of his love to everyone that is around us. Amen? Man, I hope you guys are excited there at home today. Because this is good right now. I'm amen in myself. Amen, Pastor Tom. Preach it. Today I encourage you, embrace God's power and his love. Let his love set you free so that you can fulfill the destiny that God has called for your life. Let's create an environment of love. An environment of love where God can change not just our life, but the lives of those around us. Lord Jesus, I thank you for today's message. It's so weird as we're not gathered together in, in physical format, but God, I feel people's spirit, I feel your spirit, God, in this place. And I pray, God, that your spirit would flow freely to each home today and that, Lord God, you would touch the lives of people. I pray protection, Lord God. I pray health, Lord God. I pray security, Lord God, and favor over each and every family. 
And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you, Lord God, are in control. Thank you for today, God. I pray, God, that you would give us the ability today to respond, Lord God, not in fear, but in faith. And we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today on this online broadcast. And, and man, pray with us. I am so excited to get back together. I, man, I don't know if it's next week, the week after, whatever. But whenever it takes place, I'm excited to gather together again in community as a body of believers and be able to worship together. It's something that we can look forward to. And at, when you return, this whole place is going to be different because uh, we haven't stopped remodeling. We've been able to continue to do as much as we can in the process. So it's going to take place. And uh, so we're excited about that as well. But let's be praying for our neighbors and our friends and everyone around us. Um, we don't have the ability to take offering in the normal format, but I would just share this. You can go to our church app on South Coast Christian. If you haven't downloaded it, I, I encourage you to download that. And you can pay your tithes or your offerings, or if you want to give an extra gift just to help others, please let us know. I know Convoy of Hope uh, just reached out to me. And Convoy of Hope is in need of finances because they're trying to, uh, to serve different communities. And so if you want to give a, a love offering to the Convoy of Hope, man, just in the, in the uh, designation areas, just put Convoy of Hope and we'll understand what you're trying to give towards. And we, all that money will go to Convoy of Hope as well. Let me give you a scripture today in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. It says these words, And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Let's make that take place today in our, in our neighborhoods, in our community. Let's help, with, let's help others in this process. Also, by the way, if you don't have uh, ability to give online and you want to give your tithes, you want to give your offerings, man, just call the church once again, 949-240-4777. And just call us and we'll send you out some offering envelopes and, uh, that you can mail back until we are able to meet again. But I believe and I'm praying that we're going to meet again very, very soon. Thanks again for tuning in, and God bless you today. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.